everybody. We are here on Monday night. Time for the, your favorite show and mine. I know it's probably not your favorite show. I'm just playing with it. Uh, we are, it's an undergroundopolis time where we bring the, the greatest in bands you've never heard of yet. Yeah. Be watching because we are, like I said last week, we have gone global. We will be having bands on from Germany, Italy, um, Britain. It's it's really starting to grow, and I'm really excited, and I want to thank everybody. If you like this show and you would like to support it for as little as 99 cents a month, you go to anchor.fm forward slash undergroundopolis, and there's a link that you can subscribe. Thank you for the, to those who do. Otherwise, I got to keep running ads, and who the hell wants to do that? I really don't want to, but got to because this isn't free. <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying it, guys. <laughs> Tonight, we are continuing our coverage of the LRS Fest artists. And I got an email back from one of the main headliners today. I'm really excited. I think I think we're going to set up a date. with. I'm not going to say who it is. Oop, belch. <laughs> I'm not going to say who it is just yet because I'll jinx it. All right. But tonight, we have Skipping Stone and... They're a great band here from here. One of the local bands that played on the main stage at LRS Fest this past, what, October 2nd. And I hope you like that song. I, that's, I like that song. And we will, we will talk about other songs too tonight. Let's see. Let's just go ahead and bring them on. What up? Say, say, say hi to everybody. Hello. Hello. Hi. Right, what's everybody's jobs in the band? Tell us, tell us your names and everybody's jobs in the band. Um, my name's Jordan. I'm the merch girl. Um, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm the singer and guitar player, or one of many, at least. One of many. <laughs> I'm Thomas. I'm the other guitar player. I'm Kelly. I'm the other guitar player. He's the <laughs> other, other guitar player. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we'll start out with the easy questions. How did you come together? Their fault. Uh, <laughs> I met this guy through another guy that we were playing music with, and uh, we started jamming together about two years ago. And uh, then we had moved on to bigger and better things and lineup changes in a former group. And then we had met Jordan and Chris through a... Uh, a member that was once uh, an ex-drummer of ours. And then that's how we came together. We formed in the height of uh, quarantine, actually. COVID, yeah. July 2020. July. Yep. <laughs> and, <laughs> I met these guys, I think it was through a Craigslist ad. Mm -hmm. um, and Chris and I auditioned at the same time. And I auditioned to play bass as well as Chris. And I also auditioned to sing. And they said, well... We're out of options, so Jordan, I guess you can sing, because uh, Chris was a better bass player than I was. I don't think it had as much to do with that as we heard you <laughs> sing. And and not to mention, I mean, when Tom and I first started jamming together, the first time we jammed together was cool. The second time we jammed together, I found out I was in a band and I was a little mad about it. And I was like, I cannot believe I'm already in a band, and I'm not supposed to be in a band. We're just jamming. That's how it works, man. And uh, I couldn't be happier today to be sitting next to this feller. Oh, yeah, we we have a hell of a good time. <laughs> We've had some good times with it. Well, how long have you been playing music? Shit. As uh, individuals. 
I, I started off, I think, at about 10 years old on the drums, switched to guitar at about 12. And I probably picked up the guitar, let's see, seventh grade is when I picked it up because I joined guitar club in school, learned a few chords, and then uh, progressed into it more, and then laid it down for a while, learned to, uh, and then I was in, I was on the drum line in high school, and then it just, I picked the guitar back up one day, and I was like, yeah, I think it's time. <laughs> and it's been almost almost 20 years now. <laughs> so I, I've had a guitar within arm's reach since I was little. Um, there's always been one in the house. I've always had one and did not do anything with it for the longest time. I, I didn't feel like it could go anywhere. And I think I was about 36 when these guys got me, when, when Thomas and them got me back out playing again. Um, other than that, I hadn't played since I was about 18. Right on. Oh, if you uh, if if who would you say that you saw like saw live or even on TV or anything that that you you saw this person and said, you know, I want to do that. I want to be a pro musician. Who is that influence? And it can be more than one. For me, it was hearing Nuno Betancourt for the first time. He's the guitar player oh. for Extreme, mm -hmm. and they did that song, uh, "Mother Don't Want to Go to School Today." It's got like a two minute long of just shredding intro. It's absolutely insane. Uh, and I, that was the, that was the point where I was like, I'm done with drums. Time to go do that. <laughs> <laughs> Mine had started, uh, probably way back through my parents and they had listened to like eighties hair metal, Eddie Van Halen, black Sabbath was a prominent thing in the household, uh, which soon, Evolved in the harder stuff, uh, Pantera, Damage Plan, Down, uh, and also even Guns N' Roses, Slash is a major, is another influence. That's why I played Les Paul, and then of course, behind me, the Dean. Pointy boy. Yeah, so there's my two influences. My two major ones is Slash and Dimebag. Um, for me, it's going to sound kind of corny, but my dad, watching my dad play even today is amazing. Um, That's not he's corny. A musician. That is awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's not corny at all. You're not the first person to said their dad on the show. <laughs> you know? Oh, how would you, how would you describe the music you create? Uh, alternative, like 2000s rock-ish, yeah. but with more modern influences. Nickelback, but not Nickelback. Yeah. <laughs> Quarterback. 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 <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> we put extra do, you have, do you have a particular creative process you use in your songwriting? It usually starts with one of us throwing a riff. Yeah, because uh, literally like, everybody it. plays guitar in this band. Yeah. Uh, so somebody will come up with a riff, and then that turns into the start of a song. Yeah. And then we'll put some lyrics over the top, and then we'll go and practice, and it will end up being nothing like that at all. <laughs> and then we have a song. <laughs> yeah. That or we've written off vocal melody, too, before. That is true. That is true. Um, and Wither, for instance, when I joined, 
um, which is the song you played on the intro there. Mm-hmm. Um, they had the song written minus the words mm-hmm. and uh, the vocal melody. Yeah, and the vocal melody. I I, I came in and uh, heard what they had, mm-hmm. um, and the first time that we really got together, we put that together as a song, and it fundamentally as what it is today. Yeah, it's pretty much what our basis songs we started out with was we had Wither, Nothing, and... Uh, I brought Burn It Down. Burn It Down in Red. So yep. we started out with four pretty well basses. He brought two songs. Me and Kelly had two songs, and then... Uh, no, yeah, because we, me and Kelly had Wither and Nothing, and then you brought Burn It Down in Red. Yeah, so. and we've written quite a few since then. I think yeah. we're up to about 14 originals. Yeah, 14 originals. Well, there goes my next question. <laughs> well, since it is my show, we do get to talk about my favorite song, which is Burn It Down. Oh, that's awesome. What's, what's the story behind Burn It Down? That one's actually really fucking funny. Um, so I wrote that song before I met these guys. Um, I was had just moved to Louisville and was trying to uh, find other musicians to link up with. Um, and I met this one who I refer to as princess. Um, cause he wanted everything his way. Um, or not at all. Um, we, uh, at, at one point had a, had a disagreement, uh, at, on who should be doing what, depending on who was better at it at certain points. Like if somebody wanted to play a certain song or sing a certain song, if, if everybody voted, uh, it should be that way on, on the majority vote. Uh, and uh, princess did not agree. So that song is about, um, walking away from punching somebody in the face. (laughs) So so the lyrics, uh, say, uh, I light my cigarette on bridges burning. It's, it's burning relationships. Yeah. Do you have a particular favorite show you've played? Oh man, we've had some good ones over over the past year. Yeah. Um, Diamonds with the the Lonely Ones and Sunflower Dead and Co op was really cool. Yeah. Um, It was nice to meet some real touring musicians. You know, felt like we were with the big boys there for a minute. I really enjoyed that. Made some connections and hope to link up with them again next year. And then uh, which LRS Fest was, uh, was a good time. Was a good time. John Karabi was a he was a real genuine person. He's really nice, and uh, mm-hmm. I didn't really get to talk to Kip, or we didn't get to meet any of the Plush Girls because everybody was so busy throughout the day. But uh, I did get to meet John Karabi, and he he uh, he was pretty genuine towards everybody, and got out and tried to listen to at least all the local bands. Yeah, we played one at a bar in Chicago. God, that was awesome. Yeah. And we got to hear this song. What was that? What was that? Chode song Smasher. Song? Chode Smash. That was the song. <laughs> oh, God. That, that's one that stands out as memorable to me. That was by uh, Volcano Diving Inc. And they're based in Minnesota. Um, and it is, if you could combine like Guar and System of a Down. Jack Black. And Jack Black. Yeah. It was just like parody metal and everything was about tiny penises. They were good. They were good. <laughs> they were fantastic. <laughs> you missed it. I just wrote that down. I'm going to poach that band for this show. You, you need to. You should. Yeah. You I, need I'm to. sure they do it. 
Well, here's the counter question. What would you say is your worst performance? Oh, Lord. It's my favorite question. Uh, It'd probably be our first one, in my opinion. Um, So we formed in July, and and we met Ryan Preston over Mm -hmm. Facebook Messenger. Kelly had had seen that Ryan was selling uh, his guitar in order to uh, fund his cancer uh, treatments. And, and we decided that that wasn't a cool idea. So we called him up and wanted to see if we could put together a benefit for him to, to cover that. Um, with the help of some local support here, we contacted Christy Stewart and she managed the next thing we knew she had a whole benefit put together. Um, and we were asked to play it since it was something that we kind of tried starting. Um, and so we were like, we have no idea what we were doing. We've been playing music together for three weeks. Sure, we'll play. Uh, <laughs> but we did all right. Yeah, I still don't think it was our worst. It probably was. We've had we've had one or two more. I think that are a lot worse than that one. Yeah, we've. Had oh, some. go ahead and elaborate. That's what this show's about. Well, no, I mean, we, I just that's about all I can elaborate about that. They no, were just no, no, way no, worse. No, I mean, hell, I think you're when, referring to Air Devils. Air when Devils. when all five of us are playing a different song because we can't hear each other, that's when it can get way worse. That can yeah. be a problem. <laughs> or if one of us. Or all of us have decided that beer is better than water. I, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, that that helps. Yeah. <laughs> it makes really poor decisions. <laughs> <laughs> but at that venue, though, the beer is really cheap, though. It is. Yeah, I love I love playing Air Devils. They're so much fun. It, it's it's as divey as divey gets, and it's it's just a great time every it time. Is a good time. Um, it is. It might not have been our best performance, but we still had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you? What is your favorite song to play live? And all three of you can, if it can, can answer. That's okay. I don't know. You don't have a favorite? I mean, anymore. It's a toss up. Well, especially with what we've been doing here recently with the songs and going back through them since we've been in the studio. We're in the studio and uh, going back up and forth and recording and working on some newer stuff. But uh, live here lately, these songs have taken on a different shape and we've gone back and really looked at stuff and like, you know, these these songs need more room to breathe. And probably I got to say right now, it's a toss up between Never Die and Monster. Those are those are easily one of my favorites too. Yeah, um, yeah. Like you said, we're up, we're recording again with the same guy that did the last two recordings, uh, and we're working on a full EP. Um, but we're going back, and, and as we're in the studio, we get to really dissect what we've written in those songs yeah. and, and make them better. Um, and the the changes that we're making, we're also incorporating in the live shows. So I, I would have to say Monster is, is one of my favorites that we do. The crowd gets into it. It's awesome. When uh, the first time that we did that and the crowd really got into it, we were playing at uh, Billiards. Billiards. With, uh, oh, who was that? Pretty Tied Up. Pretty Tied Up. Yeah, it was a Guns yeah. and Roses tribute. So the crowd was good. Uh, and and it, for the first time in my life, they were singing our song back to us yeah. from the crowd. And I, that was one of the most amazing feelings ever. Next question. I've lost my place. <laughs> I was reeled in. So, would you prefer the studio or the stage? That's hard to say, man. 
What do you guys think? I think the, the studio itself, it can get stressful, especially if you're going in and really dissecting your music and because the recording don't lie. Every little, little misnote, every time you're off the click, it doesn't lie. It it tells you it can get pretty stressful in the studio. It's so brutal. It, <laughs> You know what, though? I mean, honestly, I think that you know, on stage, it's easier, easy for any of us to look at the other one and go, shit, you screwed that part up. In the recording studio, we're all per very supportive of each other. Yeah. Yes. So even no matter what in the studio, it's always a great, just fantastic time. Um, and, and playing live is a fantastic time as well, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I could be wrong in saying that, but. I prefer uh, live over the yeah. studio because you you get to feed off of the energy of the crowd. That yeah, too. there's nothing Absolutely. like it playing for a crowd. It, it's a good adrenaline rush as well. Mm -hmm. It's it's We're, a good it's it's definitely a good high. I'm excited yeah. for this show we got coming up this Friday. It's actually going to be our last one uh, for the year. Yeah, we'll be going and finishing up in the studio. But uh, my wife is pregnant and expecting uh, here at the end of next month. So we. Uh, we stopped for a, a quick hiatus for for the next couple months, uh, but this Friday we're playing in Indianapolis with Blacktop Mojo and I think four or five other bands as well. Mm -hmm. um, hoping yeah. for a good turnout. I, I may have slid that flyer into the intro I video. It. <laughs> it was just an accident. No. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. You go ahead. Buy a go to a show. You won't get another opportunity for a little while. Yeah. You guys performed. Where all have you performed? Oh, okay. There's a lot. Um, all over. In a short period of time, too. Yes. Um, in the past year, we've done almost 50 shows. Um, it would be a lot of Louisville shows. Most of the local places. So 21st, Air Devils. Um, Billiards. Billiards. We've done those several times. Diamonds. Magbar. Um, uh, Magbar, yeah. We also did um, the Waterfront uh, two different times. We've done Waterfront stage for uh, the Big Four Bridge there, and then we did the LRS Fest stage. Um, we've done Indianapolis a couple times, um, and Rockford and Chicago, Illinois. It's been busy. You open for Whiskey Dick? No, we didn't get to make that show, unfortunately. Oh. Oh, I'll edit that part out. <laughs> That's all right. It was a good one. Oh, did you do? Did you do via Calori? Yeah, yes. we did via Calori. Yep. yep. So that was just what last weekend. That yes. was that, that was correct, pretty yeah. decent. Uh, yeah. It was an interesting experience. Nice to see so many people out there having a good time supporting mm -hmm. local art. Yeah. Was it a pretty? Was it a pretty good crowd out there? On a, what you did Sunday. We yeah. did Sunday. There was, I mean, there was a good amount of people there. Not necessarily yeah. focused on music right, so much, yeah. but but there was a good amount of people there. They could hear us, whether or not they liked it. We told them, <laughs> you know, when we got there, that you know, our goal was to get kicked out. <laughs> hey, if it doesn't hurt your body, we had pants on. We did have pants on. Yeah, yeah. Not so much the person before us. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Who was that? I don't no, know. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. It was interesting. Yeah, yeah. It was very <laughs> Somebody play without pants on. I'm probably going to have to get them on this show. You should research that. <laughs> <laughs> it was not the chili peppers. Contact us after. <laughs> um, 
if you could open a show for anybody, who would it be? Oh man. And you we have, have you could have that I wish we were able to do and some that I tried to get on too that we couldn't get. Um if I had to pick anybody, man, I'd probably do maybe bullet for my Valentine. Yeah. That'd be a good, be a good fit. Um, they're a little heavier than we are, but I think our stuff would mesh well. Um, we've got a lot of, of those heavier breakdown kind of things mixed in with that. We try to be intentional about what we write so that it's almost radio friendly, not quite, but also at the same time it is uh, heavy without being too heavy. Appeal to anybody. Yeah. We've been able to go and play with heavy metal bands for sure. And, and also, you know, acoustic acts. It's We've done acoustic shows even. So that's that's kind of the benefit. We try to be adaptable. Yeah. It's a conscious decision we made when writing stuff that, you know, as far as Louisville itself, I've seen Louisville visit <laughs> 10. There's some venues that, that do book heavy music, and then there's some that don't book heavy music. And where we're at, we pretty well skate that line to where we can play with probably until the dead walk and then set back and go play with a band like Power Glide. Oh, those both bands, by the way, are amazing. If you haven't heard I of love, them or talked to them yet. I love Power Glide. I love mm -hmm. those guys. They're so good. That They're guitar awesome. player is insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, we had uh, we had an offer for a show that we couldn't make um, because uh, Louisville has like the same bass player for every band ever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but we got an offer to go play with Psycho Stick at one point, and man, I really wish we were able to do that. That would have been awesome. I know Chris, you know, about crapped his pants when uh, when he heard, saw that offer. What is Kelly, uh, you got anybody that you want to go open for? No, not really. No, it sounds crappy. Road. There, there are too many out there to just name one. Yeah, that we could open for, and there's a lot of good, there, there's a lot a of lot great of, musicians. I out mean, there. the big, the big one I'm dying to do, and these guys probably get tired of hearing it. I want to play it louder than life. Yes. Well, that's yeah, a goal. That'd, that'd be cool. That's a goal. We set our goal this year, and we achieved them. You probably get in Poor Castle pretty easy. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. If you can hear, this, I would too. <laughs> um, at least, are they still doing that, Rob? The Poor Castle? Yes, sir. I don't know. Uh, did we even get a Poor Castle this year? I don't, I don't think, think so. so. I don't think we. Did. I don't think we. I don't think we did, man. But. I hope it's not dead forever. Probably but not. I, Everybody's I, just scared now. Well, shows have been different this whole year, too. I mean, yeah. some days they're really good. Some days they're really empty. It, luck of the draw. Um, and I understand everybody's concern, too. Um, all the ones that we've been to have been pretty decent. You know, most people had their um, social distancing done pretty well, whether they had tables to sit at or had to have their masks on or they were outside in the public areas like that. Those those tend to be pretty decent. Um um, but then you also get places where it's small anyways, and everybody's just there to have a good time. Yeah. What would you say the best musical advice you've ever been given is? Hmm. Hmm. 
Another favorite question makes you makes the guests think. Um, I, I think there's a couple out there that that I've heard that I really like. The first ones are you know don't give up. Yeah, um, that's a good one. But it, it is true. You know, you, you're only going to get so far as much as as much effort you put in. So that that is 100 accurate. If you're not busting your ass to to get those shows, they're not going to fall in your lap. Yeah. Um, the uh, the next thing is uh support yes because i there's something going on around here in louisville or the surrounding areas that i'm that i'm really enjoying and it's how supportive all these bands are for each other and and we we like seeing all of our friends out there doing good things i mean we we see uh we see you know our our brothers in slow kill uh man a sweet lady chris williams that guy's awesome Mm -hmm. um there's so many bands out there that are just so amazing and, and we love playing with every one of you or if yeah. we haven't had the opportunity to, we'd love to. Yeah. I mean, there's so many bands we still haven't played with, like Hopewell Fault. I got to see them guys on Fender's Den of Sin. Those guys are dope. And we haven't played a show with them. And I was like, yeah, we got to play a show together. Oh, yeah. So it, there's just what's going on in the scene today. And that, and not to mention the, the young talent that's here, too. I mean, we played – a show with Noble Road, and those guys are all, they're seniors in high school. Yes. So I mean, everybody's real supportive now in the scene. It's it's really cool to see everybody helping each other out. Heck, what was it yesterday? LRS and Fender did a simultaneous mm-hmm. live stream. Two radio stations. It's never been done before, and they did it. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> lost my place again. When, when when can we expect the, the album to be out? I don't know yet. Uh, there's some uh, some things in the air that might hinder the ability to release that right away. Um, I'll leave that as vague as possible. Um, <laughs> All right. We're not say on the air right yeah. now. Um, <laughs> we are uh, we're still finishing up the track the vocal tracking on two more songs. Um, we were originally hoping, I think, at least one by the end of this month is like a single or uh, or early next month, uh, but I can't guarantee that. <laughs> well, since, since I've known you guys, I've seen you give away, I think, four guitars. I think I've seen yeah. you give away four. I even drew the name once. Yes, we do. <laughs> yeah, we do that a lot. That's all Kelly's idea. He yeah, started. We it. like it. Let's, we have a good let's time plug, with it. Let's plug it. At, let's plug that in while while we got an audience here, which we will have. But I know. <laughs> yeah, we've got. Uh, heck, I mean, we had that one kid that came out to his first show for his birthday. Yeah. We were playing yeah. with. That was a twenty first. That yeah. was a good show. That was that was a great show. We played with uh, Devil Be My Judge, Lane's Calling. Calling. Um, and, uh, and he just happened to be there for, for his birthday and it was his first rock show ever. And we were like, well, let's do something special. Well, and some backstory on that. I had actually bought that guitar specifically to mess with somebody else there at the show <laughs> and kind of screw with them. And, uh, Christy came up and told us it was that kid's birthday and it was his first show. And we were like, well, shit, there's no other thing we can do other than just give this guitar to this kid, you know, yeah. um, going to make an awesome time for him. Not to mention, And, and I hope he remembers that and, takes care of it you know and learns how to play it and, and all that stuff that if you he ever needs work on it just hit us up we'll help yeah. you out too yeah not to mention i mean there's been another guitar given away too 
that was actually used in the studio that we oh i forgot about that one yeah, yeah. When, we, when we tracked with her we gave a guitar away then too because it was actually used in the studio on that track mm-hmm. yeah i didn't i didn't play my own guitar on that i played that one we just handed it out mm-hmm. then um what else we give one to, to harold yeah, those got harold yeah. and harold and angela garland those guys have to be the most supportive, supportive of yep. local music i have ever seen mm-hmm. they are at every single show for every single band they do not discriminate and they are there with nothing yeah. but love mm-hmm. uh it just felt like something that was necessary to do as, as far as the the normal giveaway stuff though, i mean that, that's aimed towards kids whose parents or guardians or whoever can't really necessarily afford to get them one in the traditional fashion of just walking into a music store and buying them Right, right. It's um, it's designed to give those kids the a creative outlet that they wouldn't otherwise be able to get. It hasn't always happened that way, but that's the hopes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the name of the foundation? Well, I, it's just us doing something. Yes. <laughs> it's, okay. There's nothing legal about it. It's literally yes. us just going out, finding and buying some instruments, fixing them up, and giving them away. Yeah. We support so, any musicians out there to do the same. Well, anything you want to... Oh, oh, oh. One question I forgot. Another one of my favorite questions. I can't believe I forgot this one. <laughs> if you could work with any producer, who would it be? Oh, man. Yeah, man. that's why I like that question. That's the, that's always their reaction. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> There's so many good ones. I, I, I don't know who did the first album for Carnival, but holy crap, that thing's amazing. Um, or the guys that did the the, the first album of uh, Fair to Midland. I'll probably have to do my research to see who did that. But that album is just hands down one of my favorites of all time. Um, the the tones on the guitars, it was just amazing. If you haven't heard it before, I highly recommend it. Hmm. How about you so, guys? I, I think for me... And I'm going to say this, and this is not trying to be corny either, but I, I really feel the guy that, that is producing our stuff is fantastic. He really is. That yes. guy, very. he had me duped for months on something, and I'm not going to mention what it is here, but he had me completely duped for months on something in one of those recordings. And he really does a fantastic job <laughs> of, of making us sound as good as we possibly can. He, and he holds us to it too. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, he's not one of those guys. Oh, we'll fix it in editing. He's one of those guys. Nah, we'll do it till we get it right. Yep. You hit a cross note, and he'll look at you funny, like, "What, what the hell is that?" You know. Right. And it's kind of nice. He makes some suggestions there too. Hey, you know, yeah. have you thought about trying it this way or doing it this way? Yeah. And uh, a lot of them stick. Yeah, a lot of them really They're do. Fantastic. He adds, stick. He yeah. he he's really good. If you haven't heard of it, four four ten music based in Corden, Indiana. His name's Jordan Bailey. Fantastic. Look him up. Yeah, he does great, great work. Last question. Have you ever bought an album or CD or tape or whatever with your own money, listened to it, and immediately thrown it out the window or into garbage? Or <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what would that be? Ooh. <laughs> you know what's even funnier is, is going back to those albums. Um, I think the first one, when I was probably like 11, 
I had a friend that suggested that I get into System of a Down for the first time. Now, at that time, I was like my favorite band was like Green Day. I, I was living off of punk rock and pop punk that I could buy off of the used music CD uh, store that was around the corner. And uh, and my friend Will said, "Hey, go check out System of a Down." So I bought the first album, um, and I had not really experienced heavy metal at the time, and I was like. This is going to get me in trouble. I'm pretty sure I'm going to hell. Um, <laughs> and then maybe three or four months later, I put it back in and absolutely loved it. Mine would probably be Metallica's Saint Anger. I can't stand that album. That's fair. That's a fair. <laughs> is it? Why don't you like that one, Tom? Just because... If you listen to the snare sound on that CD, it is crap. You mean the trash can? <laughs> <is> atrocious. <laughs> oh, is that not a piccolo snare? I, I don't know I don't what, know it, what is. it is. It's it, in a toilet. I think it's a piccolo <laughs> snare. I love that sound. But as far as like what they tried to do with that album, it's not them. It they they're meant to write what they normally write, and it, it is about. I don't know, man. Artists change. It's totally okay. I think I think it's cool to see people yep. do something different or, or modify over the years. I, I'm totally all for that. That album does absolutely suck. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> when they came back with the newer stuff, like with the uh, Hardwired Self-Destruct and... Uh, I loved Death Magnetic. That Death might be Magnetic was, that was, was a way better. Album. Like, that was great. It, it almost compared to like load and reload I, I didn't really care for them as much i'm i'm an old school metallica fan like black album and back all the way i'm not <laughs> even that big of a metallica fan i'll, I'll be yeah, that black i sheet. can't say i'm not either yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm not know. either yeah i used to play them and, and like i had a little a band together when i was in high school and we never really left more than my basement but we would of course had to learn some metallica songs so we would do that, and I'd sit there and, and start playing the solos, and then I'd walk over to the microphone and go, wah, every time. Just because every line he ever finishes is, wah. <laughs> <laughs> Several recordings of him clearing his throat before singing, which always got on my nerves. Oh. <laughs> See, back in the day, back when I was in school, you had to be either be Metallica or Megadeth, and I was always more Megadeth. I was I, I definitely leaned towards Megadeth, gravitated Megadeth way more than I ever did Metallica, and mm -hmm. I still do. I still, I still love Megadeth. Uh, so were were they? Thrash was obviously the big thing in that time when it was Metallica versus Megadeth versus Anthrax. There was what they call the Big Four of Thrash. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I really like looking back. There's this guy on YouTube. Uh, his name's Finn McKenty, and he does uh, every once in a while. He'll do the 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 Big Four of other genres and it's really entertaining to watch how he kind of puts those together i think the most recent one i saw him do was the big four of emo which was pretty hilarious yeah. we uh, we lost a good friend of ours this summer and uh, jordan and i wrote this song for him and uh, we hope you enjoy it you may notice our MFC on all of our guitars today. It stands for Randy Motherfucking Chandler. He's a god among guitar this, this song is called Trust Me. Yeah. 